Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You are listening to The Erin May Henry Show. This is a podcast created to help you to be unapologetically yourself and get paid for it. Here, we talk all about personal branding, online business, social media marketing, and everything in between. And along with serving you some incredible lessons about how to grow your personal brand, we also have some amazing chats with extraordinary entrepreneurs and influencers about how they built theirs. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to know to become known online, grow your influence, impact, and income. So with that being said, let's jump into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I hope that you're having an absolutely amazing day so far. So I'm going to keep this introduction super short because the interview that I have for you today is quite long, but a very exciting one at that. So I actually sat down with Erica Vieira, who is the host of Beauty and the Vlog, a podcast all about interviewing YouTube influencers. So Erica also has a YouTube course where she teaches people how to grow their YouTube channel, but from a different perspective to most of the YouTube courses out there, she really helps you to identify your skills, narrow down your niche and use sales strategies to grow your YouTube. She has a rich history in sales and I'm very excited to introduce you to her so that you can just soak up all of her knowledge about growing a personal brand and growing an online community. So without further ado, let's jump into today's chat. Erica, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Honestly, everyone who's listening, we've just been through every technical issue you can probably (laughs) understand under the sun, but we are finally here and I'm so excited to be talking to you today because I really think you're going to have such a fresh and interesting perspective and some ideas to bring to all of the influencers and entrepreneurs out there. So thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you, Aaron, for having me. And yes, we we prevailed. We prevailed all the uh, technology issues. (laughs) Honestly, it is so bound to happen. And there is your first tip for the day. If anyone is thinking about starting a podcast, wanting to interview people, just understand that stuff happens. So don't ever let it worry you. You know, times change, reschedule, tech issues happen. Just just keep pushing through. Oh my God. I mean, I'm at almost 150 episodes on my podcast. And let me tell you, that's just when you, especially when each episode is, you know, a guest, it's not just you by yourself. It's just, you're bound. You're, you're bound. It's, it's no, it's, it's nothing different, right? That that's the normal. <laughs> it's <laughs> inevitable. <laughs> yes, yes. Expect, plan for the worst, expect for the best. I think it is or something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, But anyway, tech issues aside, for those in the audience who are just meeting you for the first time, do you want to kind of walk us through specifically what you do with your podcast? And I know you've got an amazing uh, mastermind that's all about YouTube. So if you could just like walk us through your journey, that would be absolutely amazing. 
Yeah. So my background is in sales and marketing. I uh, have uh, I spent years doing commercial real estate, selling commercial properties. That really got me prepared for the world of marketing and sales and marketing, but offline, which is valuable experience. I mean, I had to, I started off such a newbie and was basically thrown in the water and had to learn how to swim on my own. I had to do 60 to 80 cold calls a day. And then uh, from there, I went on to sell over 50 months. $55 million worth of commercial property. And uh, after I did real estate for a little while, I um, wanted to try something different. I just wasn't fulfilled. It was great money-wise, but you know, I'm sure many people listening, uh, it's not always about money. It's about you know personal fulfillment and really enjoying and being passionate about what you're doing. And so I decided to go into uh, the apparel industry. And with my sister, we started a clothing line and it was licensed apparel for women, for sports teams here locally. I'm in Los Angeles, California. So uh, we worked with the local sports teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Kings. And we also worked with universities out here in this area, USC, UCLA, uh, Stanford, San Diego State, all the universities here in California. And then we uh, basically created uh, beautiful clothing for women uh, that has their favorite universities or sports teams on there. So we did that for a little while. And then same thing and I mean there, there's so much I mean I you, you end up learning things and you pivot right you, and then you say you know what this is this isn't what I want to do I'm using my skills but it's still not something what I want to do and then I realized over time both my sister and I realized that our heart wasn't in the apparel industry and then we sold our company um, and but we, we did really well so unfortunately we were able to sell it sell it sell our licensing rights and then um, from there I decided uh, you know I wanted to I actually worked in the corporate world but as a side hustle, I decided, hey, I want to start this podcast. It wasn't even for money. It was just more for the idea of I've always enjoyed uh, talking to people, learning about their uh, entrepreneurial pursuits, learning about uh, what makes them tick and how they achieve success. And then I got the idea just by watching YouTube. I discovered YouTube uh, a few years back. At this point, maybe it's been six or seven years where I first discovered the world of YouTube. And I came across a makeup video. I've always loved makeup. I never pursued it as a career, but it was always something that I just enjoyed personally. And then I was looking for a tutorial on how to do a makeup look for Halloween. I was Cleopatra and I was looking online and then I discovered someone by the name of Candy Johnson. And if anybody knows the beauty world and YouTube, she is the OG of YouTube beauty tutorials. I mean, she's been around forever. So I discovered her and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like, this is really fun. And I watched and devoured all her videos. And then I discovered other YouTubers and I started watching it. And then I realized, you know what, these people, it's fascinating. They're girl next door. You know, they're just everyday people who decided to showcase their talents and their personality online. And now they've got you know, hundreds of thousands of people. Now it's millions, but at the time it was more like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are tuning in on a day-to-day basis to see what they're up to. And and I was like, you know, I, I want to interview these people. And I was seeing how they were starting to really, uh, uh, I'd say, compete with 
real celebrities, you know, movie stars and reality stars and things like that when it came to sponsorship deals and just general popularity. And I said, you know, I think these are going to be the people that are going to be the superstars, you know, in the future. So I kind of sat on that idea and marinated on it. I personally was a podcast listener, so I love podcasts. And I was always looking for a new podcast and on business and especially women in business. And I just thought, you know, I think this would be really cool. It'd be fun. I'd love to talk to these people. And, And so I just decided to just start the podcast. I had no idea on how to make money. I wasn't even gonna, you know, I wasn't even going to make money. I just thought I would like to talk to these people. And so uh, over time, the podcast grew in popularity and I grew a nice following. And then because I have such extensive uh, experience kind of offline in the sales world and marketing, and uh, that's really my um, kind of my, my backbone and what I do in my career, I ended up Interestingly enough, and Aaron, you might understand this now having having your podcast, is you know, I would interview a lot of these YouTube influencers, and you know, they had hundreds of thousands of subscribers, some of them in the millions, and then we would have, you know, the um the recording would turn off, but then we would end up having conversations that would last sometimes an hour, hour and a half, even longer. And a lot of times they would be asking me for advice of like, okay, well, what would you recommend me do this from a marketing perspective or from this? Or, you know, I, 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 I want to get your advice here. So I, I would end up just talking to people and learning a lot about the YouTube world. And then also kind of just you know, by accident of helping a lot of people became friends, we would text, call, and then just unofficially, I'd be helping them just, just because, you know, became friends. And and that's what I started to do. And then people would see success. And then I would uh, get people on my podcast, podcast listeners, you know, asking like, Hey, you know, you know, a lot about this YouTube world and could you help me? And so I would, people would email me all the time. I'd get emails, DMs, and I'd be like, yeah, you know, maybe you should try this or you should do this, or I think you should focus on this niche or do that. And I was just doing it for fun. And then um, eventually um, people were like, I I just get more and more people asking me, uh, are you, could you help me? Could you help me? And I'm like, okay, do you want, let me just throw this out there. And I did one day on the podcast, it was like, Hey, if anybody wants to like, work with me, I'll sit down with you for an hour. And, uh, you know, just send me an email. It was like, there was, there was no email list. There was no like, um, nothing, no sales page. I was like, if you want me to work with you, great. Just send me an email and then I'll, you can PayPal me. Right. And so it was super unofficial, super casual. And, um, I got quite a few responses. I was really surprised. I was like, I thought maybe like, I don't know, like a handful, like three or four people, you know, I was like, I didn't think that many people respond. And I got like a bunch of people saying, yeah, I could use your help. Like, yeah, help me. And so I did. And it, it was very cool. This was maybe I'd say at this point, this was, uh, so we're 2018 now. I say this was like beginning of 2017. So it was a little over a year ago. And I did help some people and they saw some success. And I had a few of a really incredible successes. I had, um, you know, one of my clients that I was working with, she ended up going from literally a thousand subscribers to over 300,000 in less than six months. And, uh, she's great. I mean, she gives me a lot of credit and said, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have gone into this niche. I wouldn't have done this. I would have been on a totally different path. Uh, had a couple other people who uh, got their silver play buttons. They've been, you know, 
trying to get them for a while. And then finally they did. And other people just on a smaller scale, you know, reaching their, you know, 10,000, 20,000 subscriber milestones and things like that. So it was really cool that just from, you know, me just setting that up casually that I, I was really able to change their lives for a lot of people. And, and then that's when I was like, oh gosh, I'm really enjoying this. Like, I really, I really love this. I can, I feel like I'm in my like uh, zone of genius, you know? And so I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. And, and it's funny how things happen in life. I, I uh, at the end of last year, 2017, I was, uh, I had my second child. And then during that time, I just, things happen, you know, a lot of times things happen in your life that makes you make major changes. And I think just having my second, I, I really was thinking like, you know what, I want to really, like really find what I really love to do and really help people. And I've always helped people and officially kind of like what I mentioned earlier, just in life with friends, with colleagues, helping them coach them, make them really feel good about themselves, motivating them. I was like, I, I really want to do that. And so uh, I decided to start the Beauty in the Vlog Bootcamp, make it like a really official program. And I did that. And that was January of this year. And um, I had over 70 people sign up and it was an incredible experience. It was a uh, intensive bootcamp, YouTube bootcamp. I brought in uh, guest speakers. I taught on many different topics. And just during that time, I mean, some people were completely brand new. And within the bootcamp, which, you know, 60 days, they went from zero to a thousand subscribers. And that in itself is a great accomplishment. It's really hard to get that first thousand subscribers. I had other people, you know, grow 10,000 uh, subscribers and other people grew 20,000 subscribers. So it was incredible. And it was, a, what I loved is that it was a range of people, people who had not even uploaded the video to people that have, you know, over a hundred thousand subscribers that signed up. So uh, it was an, an awesome experience. And, um, yeah. And so I'm going to be doing it again uh, later this year. And it's, it's been amazing being able to help people. It's a long story long. It wasn't even that short, but yes, that's a little bit about me and my story. I was just about to say that was an incredibly elaborate introduction, but now <laughs> I have like 25 questions that I just oh my gosh. down as you were talking. So I'm going to go back <laughs> a little bit further. We're going to get to yes. so much of what you just said. But one thing I really loved what you touched upon was the fact that when you were talking about your apparel business, how it just didn't feel right. And you had the courage to just kind of not just drop it and walk away, but just to make a decision that was different for yourself. And something that I do know a lot of the women in this audience are so afraid to do is to, you know, they might have built up their reputation in a nine to five job or have chosen a career path, but they're just not feeling that this is for me, which is obviously the goal for so many of us. What would be your advice to those women when it comes to finding your passion? It sounds like that you were just adamant at trying new things until you finally got there. But what would be your advice to those women who are just not feeling it at the moment, like, and just know there's something else for them? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to give just like a one, like, do this, right? Because you can say something like, well, you know, go with your gut and do that. But there's so many other factors involved, right? I mean, I live in Los Angeles. It's really expensive to live here. And you, can, you can't just say, hey, I'm going to go with my passion and quit your job and, and that's it. Because it, you have to pay your bills. I mean, you might have a family. But, you know, one thing I would say is that 
always try and move forward and pursue something. So even if you have a job, and in a lot of cases, it's necessary. I think when I listen to a lot of uh, podcasts and you know marketers and things like that, it's really easy, I think, for people to say, just you know, risk it all and do it. And, and certain people can. Certain people have the liberty to quit their jobs. But like what I found, even so in interviewing so like, you know, over a hundred something people, most people had some kind of safety net, whether it was a spouse, whether it was a parent, whether it was something. And so it's easy then for those people to say, yeah, I I quit it. I quit my job and I pursue this full time. But then when you get to the nitty gritty, you realize, okay, well, they had that safety net. And so not everybody has that, right? Some people really do have to work. They have a family to support and I respect that. And so you might have to do that. But at the same time, we are in an age where you can do a lot just with your laptop, right? You don't have to be going places. You don't have to go somewhere to record or film a video. The barrier to entry to have something like a YouTube channel or a blog is very low. There's so many incredible resources out there. So start that side hustle and just always take steps forward in pursuing your passion. Your pa- It doesn't have to be your full-time thing. That's beautiful when you can get to that point and I think that's everybody's goal but I think if you're not there yet it's okay like be okay with that and just know that you should always just be pursuing something like be really effective with your time and you know instead of spending hours watching television or you know scrolling on the internet or doing whatever be just very very uh very diligent with your time and take the extra time that you have when you're not working or not with family or doing you know whatever you have to do to pursue that passionate interest yeah and i'm so glad that you said that and that was kind of where i was hoping that you were going to go with that because it's so important to understand that there is no shame in having a full-time job or as you said a safety net what a lot of people don't even realize with myself is like i probably would have had a job a lot longer than i did if i didn't have a fiance that i lived with so you're so right when you do get down to it even the people that you think oh they just quit they're doing it full-time there usually is something else there um but i love what you just said about really using your time wisely and i just want everyone who's to listening to know that i mean erica what time is it for you right now (laughs) yes it's 10 p.m so (laughs) i mean you go (laughs) Yeah, as I say, with our time differences, we're, we're like, okay, I'm like, it's fine. I will do 10 p.m. Like, it's, you just get used to working, at whatever, especially with, for me, I have two, you know, two babies, you know, two and a half year old and a seven month old. You get used to working when you can. Yeah. And I love that. And can you maybe take us through, because I know that just before you did mention that when you first started Beauty in the Vlog, you were at a nine to five job. So can you kind of maybe take us back to that time and like introduce us to what your schedule looked like? Because I assume back then you were doing it all yourself. I know that you have an assistant now, but I mean, reaching out to influencers, recording podcasts, editing them, really trying to get all of this off the ground and then running a mastermind, that must have been a lot of work. So how did you find time to do it all? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'll tell you something. I actually still work a job. So I am very good with managing my schedule. And um, I, it's even harder now because I have the two kids, but I, 
it's, 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 it's not easy. And so, yeah, one of the things that I did learn is that, you know, outsourcing is hugely, hugely beneficial. I mean, when you have a job, what's good is that you do have some income coming in and hopefully you can set some aside for that side hustle. That's, that's like a big thing. When I first started the podcast, I was doing everything myself, but I was just doing the podcast. So I wasn't doing, you know, my boot camp. I wasn't working with clients. So I was able to dedicate just the time that I had um, on the podcast. And I just was very, you know, I, I, I'm a big list writer and I'm also a night owl. So I really spent a lot of time in the evenings now, you know, and this isn't for everybody. Some people are more morning people, but you know, I would a lot of times stay up till, and I still do it now, you know, one o'clock in the morning, just banging at work, just doing it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I have a lot of energy. I mean, I, it's hard to say. There's so many different things. I think also, I think taking care of yourself, right? Because people always say, oh, you have so much energy, but I'm really, really particular with uh, the food that I eat. I, you know, I do really believe in like what you consume uh, in your body really has effect on your energy levels and your energy levels ultimately will dictate how much work you can really get done during the day. So I'm a big believer in really taking care of your body. And even though, you know, with the two young children and everything I'm doing, I don't get as much sleep as I want to. Uh, I do really make sure that I do like certain things in the sense of self care because you can run yourself ragged and then get sick and then you don't have that energy to do work. So I, I really try as much as I can to go on a walk outside, you know, for 45 minutes to an hour and every day. And during that, I kind of, um, I will, uh, you know, multitask during my walks. I will make phone calls, work calls, or I'll be listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I, like I said, it's just, it's really about like healthy living so that you have the energy so that you are go, go, go. Cause I'm a person that's just go, go, go all the time. And that's super, super inspiring. Like, especially even hearing that you're still working now and you have such great success with not only just your mastermind, but the podcast as well. Um, but something that I don't know, and this is just the vibe that I'm picking up on and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like that you just really, really love what you do. And I think yeah. that's so important for being able to sustain that energy is not getting into this for the wrong reasons. You know, being an influencer, being on YouTube, being an entrepreneur, there has to be that why there that's beyond just, you know, making a living or doing something where you don't have to, you know, I think a lot of people think you maybe just don't have to work as hard. So, you know, I'll start an online business and I can travel the world, but there has to be a why there that really, really fuels you. And it sounds like you were really, really passionate about helping people and what you do. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. I love that you brought that up because that's like one of the main things that I go in deep in the boot camp was really helping people figuring out their why. And it's something that I've realized over time myself too, is that you're so right. Like when that passion is there, that and the, the energy is behind it. Like it, that fuels you, that gets you the motivation to keep going when things maybe get tough or, you know, things don't always go your way. That really gives you the energy and inspiration to, to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, for for anyone who's listening, then maybe to get a little bit of an introduction into what you do with the boot camp, because um, I know I've got a lot of YouTubers, obviously, from the audience that I've attracted. So this might be a great option for them the next time you do open enrollment. But what would your advice advice be for someone who doesn't have a lot of clarity around their why? What are some tangible tips you do to help them find that? 
So I would say, you know, if you really don't see, I think people, most people do know their why, but it's hard to articulate it. Yeah. And like they understand, uh, you know, to an extent, what makes them passionate, what makes them excited. Uh, but it is, it's hard to articulate and understand it. And so, you know, that's what we, we do dive deep. I have like a hundred something page workbook that people go through uh, that helps them understand their why and their niche. But I would say to really reflect and ask yourself some pretty like, like pretty serious questions. Like, you know, what, you know, if you could wake up in the morning and do whatever it is that you want to do and you weren't getting paid for it, like, what would that be? Or like, think back at a time when you were like five years old or like seven years old, what do you want to be where you were adult? Like, and why? Maybe it was an astronaut, but like maybe, you know, realistically speaking, you, you realize, okay, I don't want to be an astronaut, but what about that appealed to you? Was it the fact that, you know, you got to go somewhere else or you got to travel? And so, um, you know, and also like another question is like, what, what makes you cry? Not like a sad cry, but like when you get really, that really passionate, like uh, almost like happy cry or yeah. emotional cry. Like what, when was the last time you had that and why? Uh, and, and so those types of questions, it's, it's really valuable to just take some like time and like quiet time, right? We're always bombarded with so much noise from social media, from television, from other people, and just taking that time to reflect, um, and ask yourself some of those, some of those questions uh, can really be helpful. And actually I have a little like freebie workbook that I can, um, that I can give to give to the audience here that can help them get started with that too. Yeah. That's so amazing. And I, I love the advice about like just getting quiet and specifically what you just said then about there, like, what would you do if you wouldn't get paid? That's, that's such a hard question for so many people to answer because as soon as they ask themselves that immediately the, the, the ego jumps in and says, no, you, you need to get paid. You've got bills and all of this stuff. So that'd be a really great exercise. And yeah, I'll definitely chuck that into the show notes so everyone can jump on and download that um, as well. But just to kind of change the tune for a second, because something that I'd really love to know while we are talking more about the start of your journey is you've had some really incredible influences and I mean some big names. So for anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast yet, definitely go check out um, your Erica's website. She's got a list of all the influences there that she has interviewed. How did you go about in the beginning, like leveraging your podcast and reaching out to these people? Like I know curation as in sharing other people's stories is huge specifically when you are starting out. But I mean, what's your advice for people who are wanting to maybe do something similar, like reach out to big names, pitch themselves um, when they are kind of just starting out and don't have the results yet, if that makes sense? Yeah, you know, it's it's something that for me that was something that I was so used to doing when especially when I did commercial real estate. You know, I had to cold call like multimillionaires, people that owned very, you know, very high-end property and I just had to get used to hearing no. And I think the problem is, is a lot of people are so afraid that they're going to get rejected or they're going to get ignored that they just don't want to do it. And so you almost have to go with the approach that the majority of the time, people are going to say no. Like 90% of the people, especially when you get started at the beginning, are going to say no. But if you get like one in 10 people to say yes, that's something, right? And then that can lead to more yeses. And so, you know, I just just sent cold emails out when I was first starting out. I, and you have to think about, okay, 
go back to your why, right? Like, why are you doing this? There's something about it that it intrigues you. And I would imagine that there's something in your life that you have to offer that is special and unique that probably is related to, to this side hustle or this whatever it is that you're doing, right? And so think about that. Maybe it's some experience that you have or something that makes you unique. And I would, I would put that in the pitch, like I would spin it in a way so that it creates you as an authority in whatever it is that you're doing. Where most people won't like, I wouldn't just randomly go out and start a podcast about, you know, teaching violin, right? <laughs> I, that, I, it wouldn't because it had nothing to do with me. But I'd imagine that people, when you have something that you want to do, right, you have an interest in something, you've done something in your life, whether professionally or non-professionally, whatever, you have some experience in that realm. So use that and spin it in a way so that it's, it's really presenting yourself in the best light. And so for me, I have, I said, you know, I have a lot of business experience. I'm a business owner and, um, I want to like interview you that, I mean, I, I, I spend my experience in business as having a successful clothing line, as understanding the world of sales and marketing. And, you know, I said, this is a, a sales and marketing podcast with a twist and that I'm going to be interviewing you, a YouTube influencer and sharing your message and your story with the world. And, you know, I was really in touch with why I was doing it. I thought it was fascinating. I thought these people deserve to have their stories shared. And so I, you know, I included that in, in my pitch. So you don't have to be someone like, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, Amy Porterfield or I'm, I'm, you know, Pat Flynn or these big names, uh, you could definitely, there's people every day that get started with podcasts and just, just start with thinking about like, what makes you special? What makes you unique? Like what makes you an authority even have this podcast, right? There's got to be something inside you that's making you want to do this. So go back to that and use that in your pitch. I love that so much. And it sounds like what you were doing was pretty niche anyway. I mean, Mm -hmm. just like when you said before, um, about like influencing YouTubers, but coming from this business and branding perspective, it really did marry the two between the podcast and the YouTube channel. Cause normally you think podcasts, we're just going to interview all the business experts and then the YouTubers will stay on YouTube collaborating with each other. So, I mean, it's really about, I guess, just getting creative and kind of still, there are still parts of the market that are untapped. So you just got to put that thinking cap on, but, um, Something that I know you have lots of experience in, and even when you were just talking there, I was like, I have to talk about this, particularly for, because there are a lot of influencers, specifically YouTubers, bloggers, entrepreneurs, um, and something that's obviously hugely important to that is having a niche. And I know that's something that you are super, 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 super amazing at, and you've helped a lot of people to discover. For someone who is just like starting out brand new, fresh day one, what would be your advice, you know, particularly either on YouTube or even as an entrepreneur to go about finding the perfect niche for them? Oh, yeah, that's such a big question. <laughs> a loaded spend, question. Yeah, because we spend so much time working on it. Because for some people, I think, you know, what I always say and when I'm looking, because you know, that's something that I realized that I was good at too, right? Uh, was helping people really find what makes them special and unique and, and helping them present that in the world uh, in their best light. So I, I knew that for me, I was really good. I've been doing that forever. And so I, that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing today. And I think it goes the same way with helping you figure out your niche is like, it's a few things. Like what, what are you 
what experiences do you have in the sense of your education or just personal experience? You know, what do you have that other people don't have? And what happens is that people actually downplay their own personal experiences because what happens is that they're actually, uh, they're surrounded by those same type of people. So say, for example, like a, a dentist, right? You know, talking to dentists about starting a blog and this and that. They're like, well, being a dentist isn't that unique. Well, not for you because you're around dentists all the time. Like they're around all those people. But in the grand scheme of things, that is unique. That's, that's something that the majority of people don't know a lot about is, you know, specific dental issues and all that. And you can create a blog or YouTube channel or something around that. Uh, but, but what I find is that most people actually downplay like their expertise and understand that just because maybe, you know, your whole workforce is doing that or, you know, you're around a bunch of people that do that, it doesn't mean that you're like, what you're doing is not special. And, uh, and so, you know, I have people write down like, okay, what is, what's your education? Like, what do you do for a job? Like, so when I'm helping people figure out their niche, like I ask them different questions. I'm like, okay, like, what do you do for work? And I want people to even realize like, oh yeah, I can like parlay this into my niche. So I had somebody in my boot camp who she was like doing a beauty channel and was doing a beauty channel just forever. Right. And how many beauty channels are out there? So many. And I think, you know, my podcast name is beauty in the vlog, but the reality is it's not, I, I interview so many different, you know, Aaron, I had you on the podcast. I have so many different, uh, different niches of people and uh, genres of people that, it wasn't, it's not just beauty. And, uh, and I have a lot of people that come to me and they're trying to do a beauty channel. And I'm almost say, don't do just a basic beauty channel because it's way too saturated. And so she had a beauty channel and then turned out she was a, uh, she was a chemist. That was her job. And that's what she did every day. And I'm like, okay, well, that's really interesting. Like, have you ever considered combining the two, like chemistry and beauty? And she's like, well, I don't know why I'm like, why would people want to see that? I'm like, are you serious? Like people would, that, that is so different. That is so unique. You have something very unique to offer. So she changed her niche to the chemistry of beauty. And then literally the next video that she uploaded, I think it was the next video or the second video after our session together, it got 75,000 views. And she went from like less than 200 subscribers to like 1100 subscribers and like you know, a few weeks. And she's like, I've been doing YouTube for like a few years. <laughs> and she's like, I didn't even think of, of, of combining that because she's like, you know, who would want to see that? It's like, but it is special. It is unique. So my point in all that is to really like, really look at what you do on a day-to-day basis. It might not seem special to you, but it actually is because you have more experience doing that than most other people have. Yeah. I love that so much. And honestly, this is something that I talk about all the time is I think a lot of people are like, oh, there's no competition and just stay in your own lane. And I love that mindset and it's fine, but it's a bit naive to think that, you know, there's no one else out there because there are. But when you can really bring a unique flavor of originality to the table, like that is how you blow up, in my opinion. That is yes. what is going to make you successful on YouTube or any place these days. 
Exactly. And so, you know, even if you are like, in a, even if it is a saturated niche, like exactly what you said, Aaron, like there's competition out there. Like there's now there's a lot of people out there, but there's still so much room. I mean, YouTube is still in its infancy. It's just going to get more and more and more competitive. I heard a, a, a talk from Gary Vaynerchuk, who I'm sure you know who he is, Gary V. And he said, he said something to the effect of like, you know, today, like now is the time to get into YouTube because Every, when you ask like a, a young teenager or an adolescent, you know, a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old, you know, what they want to be when they grow up, so many of them say, I want to be on YouTube, right? Yeah. And there's a huge generation of people that see, actually see YouTube as a viable career. And you're going to see in the next three, five years, all these people are going to get onto YouTube. So it's still a lot of opportunity there. And I work with people all the time that go from zero to hero very, very quickly once they really tap into that. And it's really like, even in a saturated niche, like makeup, you know, if you have a unique perspective on makeup, like the chemistry of makeup, or, you know, you are like a real genuine makeup artist. There's so many makeup enthusiasts that go on there, but you know, if you're a really makeup artist that has that experience, there's still room for somebody like that. And I even had another example of somebody and she, uh, I had actually, I mean, I have so many stories. The one that I mentioned who went from zero to 300 something thousand subscribers in a few months, her name is Emma. Uh, her channel is Emzotic and she was doing a beauty channel. And then I would go through the whole thing. It's like, okay, what do you do for work? And this and that. She's like, well, I work with animals. I'm like, well, how do you work with animals? And we talked about it and she works with exotic animals. I'm like, well, that's really amazing. Like, get rid of this makeup idea. Like, why don't you do animals? And she's like, no, blah, blah. And you know, we work together and she's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try it out. And she did. And within that's within like a few months. That's when she just blew up and she has a whole channel all about her exotic animals. And, and she's like, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's what I do every day and this and that. And so don't underestimate what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. It can be very, very special. Or even, you know, I have another example of a boot camper who she was doing makeup for a really long time, just not getting much traction. And then she lives, oh, well, like you, she lives in Australia. And, um, and we were talking about it and she's like, yeah, I do need to find a niche. And I'm like, well, why don't, you know, what are you passionate about? Why makeup and this and that? And it came up that, you know, she's for her, like she loves, you know, finding like local brands and she wants to help people like teach them how to get makeup in Australia. I think it's a little harder than here in the States and all that. So she decided to make her niche, like, you know, the Australian, um, like your go-to guide for Australian beauty. And so she switched her niche and she's already seen like so much more traction even in the last couple of videos that she's uploaded. So yeah. Oh my definitely God. Definitely find that niche. Those stories are so inspiring. And mm -hmm. everyone who is listening, do you know what? Not just like good because it's so tangible, the advice that you've given. So thank you so much for that. But it really, really is a testament to the fact that there is still so much opportunity. And the yeah. worst thing that I hear from so many people is that there's no point in trying. And oh, that's they, the worst. Yeah, I know. And I there's hear it all the time. In, yeah, there's always a point in trying because there's always going to be that person that's going to blow up. There's always room for new people. There's always room for new and fresh talent all yes. the time absolutely and what you what well in my opinion what you need to think about as well is the fact that you know just like the natural lifestyle life cycle of people within an organization you know if we think if people who work their way up to the ceo and the management roles like they retire and so mm -hmm. will the people on youtube so there's always going to be a, a flow of people coming through and i think there's always going to be an opportunity for new shiners and, and not to mention too is that 
you know, what happens is that, you know, these YouTubers, they get really, really big. And then what happens is that they end up getting a lot of opportunities outside of YouTube, whether it's book deals, tours, whatever it is. And then they end up kind of putting their YouTube channel on the back burner and, and they end up themselves maybe wanting to move on to other things. So yeah. some of the big YouTubers end up doing, like you said, kind of retiring in a way. But at the same time, the viewers are also hungry for people that are new and small, you know, especially because as people get bigger, it makes sense. I mean, from a business perspective, they monetize and they get sponsors and things like that. But, you know, sometimes, you know, people don't always want to see that. They're like, you know, I feel that that person's, you know, selling out. And I I don't want to knock that because I'm all for finding ways to make money and monetize. And you have to, you've got that big, much bigger, big following. You'd be a fool not to, but there's always room and people are always wanting to see that new up comer, that person that's fresh and brand new, and also that person that might not be sponsored at all in any way, shape, or form, that they're really giving their genuine, true, and honest opinion. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Yeah, I love that so much. And yeah, it's it really, really is just such a... Um, a great tip that you gave before. Sorry, I'm just thinking back to what you said before about YouTube still is so much in its infancy. And not only is the internet at large expanding, it's going to be connected in so many more places. Therefore, more people are actually coming online. Um, Everything is diverting to the internet. You know, brands are putting their money into YouTube. All advertising budgets are going towards YouTube. So I think, and I'm sure you agree because you just said it, but now is the perfect time to really start Oh yeah. I mean, the Latin American market is growing like crazy. I mean, there's, there's so much opportunity there. Like if you speak Spanish, it's, it's just growing like wildfire there. I mean, you know, if you look outside of the the U S there's just, there's even more opportunity there because there's just more and more people going onto YouTube, going online and seeing YouTube as a viable um, even career path. So there's, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity there. I love that. And just to make it even more broader, because I know not everyone is thinking about studying YouTube, everything that we're speaking about is relevant to everything online, any content creation and really building up your personal brand, even becoming an entrepreneur. I really Mm -hmm. think that all of the services that are being offered, if you want to be an editor, a freelancer, a coach, all of this stuff, like don't think it's too oversaturated because there's always room for you if you bring yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because people are going to resonate with your unique perspective and what you have to bring to the table. So totally. Something I did want to ask you because, and and this is going to be a weird question. It'll be like the, when they interview the makeup artists, Um, but you've spoken to so many amazing influencers um, and you yourself have built an incredible personal brand. And due to the fact that this podcast is all about personal branding and we really give mm-hmm. t- tips about how to grow a personal brand, how do you grow your influence, how impact, income, all of that jazz. What are your top tips from the chats that you've had, if you can wrap your mind now, plus the growth of your own brand, what are your top tips for growing a personal brand? Ooh. Um, well, I can speak... 
I, it just sounds so lame though. Like what my first thing that comes to mind is just, it's so lame. And I hate this answer because people give me this answer on my podcast and I'm like, Oh, can you elaborate? And I'm going to try and elaborate, but it's just like, I hate to say it, but like be yourself and it, but be yourself isn't just like, Oh yeah, but I am myself. But it's like, really what I, okay. So what I think happens is that there's so much, there's so much out there right? And you look at wanting to start a podcast or wanting to start a YouTube channel, wanting to start a blog. And we're all guilty of this, right? You look at what other people are doing and you're like, okay, well, I can do that. And then you see what they're doing and you're kind of like, okay, I'm going to kind of emulate that. And then before you know it, like you're putting pieces of all these different people together and you realize, wait, like that's, you know, that's not even me. Right. You know, I kind of it is a little bit me, but I was so influenced by different people. And I see that a lot in, in my boot camp, too, is that and and and, we're, and it's part of like part of learning is like understanding what else is out there. But at the same time, is people get too wrapped up in that and then they end up seeing what everybody is out there and, and then almost just like forgetting to like bring themselves to it. Or, and so what I say is and what has helped me, too, is sometimes it helps to just like yes, be aware of what other people are doing and then just like throw it out the window, right? And then just do what you want to do. Do what comes to your instinct and your gut because I've been guilty of that. There have been times where like, I'm like, oh, I have to do things a certain way, especially when I was like first starting and um, and then I'm like, okay, well, like I'll, I'll see like what these big people are doing. I'm like, okay, well, you're doing like that. Like that makes sense and okay. And then I, I was like, okay, that's how I need to do it. And then what makes me actually realize like, ah. Oh, that was so not me is that somebody else will come out and, and they'll do it a whole different way. And I'm realized, Oh my God, that's way more like me. Like if I wasn't listening or I wasn't like super paying attention to what this was person was doing, like I would have probably done it that way. Right. Like yeah. I would have approached it that way. And so what I think happens is that people get so wrapped up in, um, you know, looking and seeing what everybody else is doing that they forget to actually go with their gut and go with their instinct. And so I've actually, like, I'm still very aware of what other people are doing because I think that's really important, but I've been really conscious of ultimately like throwing it away and just going with my gut. And it, it, it takes some practice. And I think, um, like I'm, I'm hyper aware of it right now. So that's why like, I'll listen to people's answers and I'll just like sleep on it. And then like, I'll kind of just know, I was like, I got to go in this direction. So like I, and I did that even with, you know, my boot camp and just different things. Like it was just something that just, it came to me and it was, it wasn't, it was, it's something unique in that I, I, I didn't see it anywhere else. And I felt like it's what was needed to happen in the YouTube world. And it's kind of scary because you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. It hasn't really been done before. But if you're really true to yourself, then that's the best way for you to bring your best self to the world and then present what you have to offer to the world uh, the best possible way. So I guess my advice would be is to, um, you know, shut, shut things down every now and then and just really go with your gut and go with your instinct. And back to your question of like, what do people say is that if that's the one thing everybody says is they're like, I just be yourself, just really be yourself. And um, that's kind of the advice that like everybody gives. But, you know, I try and break it down 
you know, so people can actually take something away from, from, from that. So. (laughs) Do you know what? I love that so much. And even when you're talking then it's so funny because I actually just recently recorded a podcast about my biggest mistakes whilst growing my personal brand. And that was Mm. the first one because I was like, coach at the time trying to build my brand and everything and then you do get six months down the track and you're like I hate my branding colors I hate the way Mm -hmm. the language that I'm using and stuff so even if you are just starting out right in the beginning now like I think you're right I think it's hard not to get a little influenced because you are still trying to find your feet and you kind of need that guidance but as much as possible really try to make decisions intuitively Yes. And as a, as a coach myself, I, I'm, I'm hyper aware of that because I don't, and I tell people this, like, I'm, you know, you can, you can take what I say and not do it. Right. I'm, I'm giving you a perspective of my perspective, which is like, how is it, how are we going to get your channel to grow the fastest? How are we going to get you out there? And how, you know, what's going to be your, your, this unique niche that people are going to pick up on. That's my perspective. And that's what I'm going to be bringing you. But at the same time, if that doesn't ring true to you, because I had some people that within my bootcamp switched their niche and then, and then based on my recommendation and then switch back saying, you know what, this, this wasn't, this wasn't really in my heart. But the great thing is that the bootcamp was an environment in which people could do that. That's why I knew that my one-on-one coaching is, was good, but at the same time, that's why I had a pretty extensive like workbook that people can work through on their own and video lessons that people can do on their own. And like other speakers where people can get inspiration in, in other ways, uh, because I didn't want people to just say, okay, well, this is what Erica said. And I'm going to do this. Uh, if it doesn't ring true to them. So that's why I always said, you know, the number one thing is you need to find your why. I'm giving you tools to do that, but I can't find your why for you. Like I can't tell you what your why is and it would be a disservice for me to do that. I can help you find your niche, but that really only even comes after you really help like figuring out your why. And so, um, I'm really, really mindful of that and and working with people because it is, it's easy because you can hire, like you say, you can hire a coach and they'll tell you what to do. And you're like, okay, great. That sounds great. But ultimately if it doesn't ring true to you, it's, it's, it's not, you're you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to get stuck at some point. You're going to get stagnant. Yeah. I love that. And it's so funny. I'm so glad that you said as well, that part about, you know, you've interviewed and, and again, please, I, I know I said this at the start, but for everyone who is listening, go look at Erica's website, beauty in the vlog, and look at the list of influencers she, she has interviewed. There are so many incredible people and I'm sure you'll see some of your favorites in there. And I watched probably thousands of videos when I wanted to start my channel about how to start a mm-hmm. YouTube channel. Then I watched thousands of videos on how to start a business. The one constant between every piece of advice that anyone across any industry, across any platform has ever given is to be yourself. So Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. really, really awesome that you really did expand on that and kind of give some tangible advice on exactly how to do that. But then of course I need to ask you because you are the YouTube guru and you've just shown us how much you're able to help your, um, you know, clients really grow and get to places where they want to go. And I know so many women want to grow their business, their blogs, their YouTube channels. For someone who is starting YouTube, what are your first pieces of advice for them? You know, I know that you've already spoken about your niche and everything, but maybe you've got some more like technical advice. Like where do you kind of start with your clients when they are just freshly starting out and want to get to that first thousand subscribers? Yeah. So, I mean, I know a lot of your listeners are are business owners. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I definitely, 
I think YouTube is a great and incredible platform. Uh, if you have some kind of business, whether whether it's a you know service business, a coaching business, uh, you're selling products, you have an Etsy shop, you have a website, whatever it is. Uh, I think YouTube is great. And uh, I definitely, I work with a lot of business owners in the bootcamp. And one of the things that I noticed that business owners tend to do is they go right for the sale, right? They think, okay, how many sales am I going to get from this one video? And I think that's, that's, a, that's a big mistake is to approach YouTube in that way. Like you need to see YouTube as a long game and, um, and not necessarily see it as a way for you to sell your product, but as a way to cultivate an audience. So it, you really need to be coming from the, uh, the perspective of value. What value are you giving? And because a lot of people, what happens is like everyone, there's so many people focus on so many different things and they're focused on like the branding of their channel and the channel banner. And I'm going to, I want to collaborate with this person and do that when the reality is what you really, really, really need to be focusing on is yes. After you find your why, after you find your niche is your value. You know, what value, what, what videos can you give that are really, really valuable? And as business owners, you need to come from that perspective and not like, okay, well, like I need to make the seller. I need to pitch, you know, what I'm doing because ultimately if you provide that value like people will tune in they will follow you and then that's the best way to eventually generate sales because you're giving a lot of value first so that's that's one advice not just for business owners but anybody that's thinking about starting a YouTube channel is you know first figure out your why figure out your niche but then figure out like for every video every video should be valuable don't start off with an about me video don't start off with my favorite things because nobody cares like really unless you have some kind of big audience somewhere else nobody cares about you like nobody cares on YouTube about you yet right so come on there and figure out your expertise in your niche and really figure out the types of questions that you get asked in your day-to-day life of whatever it is you're doing or whatever niche you're going to do and create like like really consumable content, like videos that aren't too long, videos that are engaging and really answer a question because YouTube is, you know, this Aaron, YouTube is the second largest search engine on the web. It's owned by Google. So you really need to be hyper aware of the fact that each video needs to provide value. It needs to be answering a question. Um, so that, that's, that's one piece of advice. The other advice I would give is if you're brand new, the video and you don't have any video experience is I would definitely take advantage of so many of the live platforms that are out there. Uh, you can go live on Instagram. You can like go live on Facebook. You can even go live on YouTube and you don't have to worry about editing. You don't have to worry about all that stuff. You could just go on and practice being live and being in front of the camera and talking to the camera and uh, really flexing that muscle and um, getting comfortable with just talking in front of a camera. If it's something, say you're a blogger or say you're just kind of toying with the idea, you know, get practice that way and do that for a month and then, and then, uh, and then go into, you know, starting your channel. I love that. That's such a, it, that's a, such a unique point as well. Cause most people would say, get comfortable on, you know, pre-recorded video and then go live. But I love how you say, cause then you really don't have to mess about with all of the, you know, setting up or having amazing lighting. It's so much more authentic. Yeah. You can jump in your bathrobe if you want. Like I just yeah. say that cause I'm wearing my bathrobe right now, but, <laughs> you know, but you know what I mean? And it, and it really is a good way that, you know, you can practice. And I mean, start a Facebook group with just yourself in it and go live in there. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook groups are great. And, you know, if you have some kind of platform somewhere else, you know, if say you have a blog, if you have an Instagram account with some followers or even a Facebook, then take advantage of that. And then it's a great opportunity to like engage with your existing following and, you know, see what they have to say and come up with topics and come up with things like, 
that are really valuable, right? Yeah. Tips, you know, three tips for this or this and that. And then start engaging. It's like live is great because you're engaging with people and it just gets you really comfortable uh, with talking to the camera and like understanding what people want from you also. That's such amazing advice. And honestly, I could talk to you about this stuff for hours, but I know, I know it is getting late. <laughs> so and I, I want to, so um, I actually didn't explain this to you at the start, but I do have a little game that I love to play with my guests at the end where I just give you okay. a fire round of questions just so that they can get to know you a little bit more. It's called First Thought and they're just very random, non-incriminating questions. All right. Um, so are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Alrighty. Who is your number one idol? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, you know, it changes a lot. I'd say right now I just love Gary Vaynerchuk. I love him. I love, I love his approach. I love the way he talks He's just so on point with so many things. So I would say him. Awesome. If you were a cake flavor, what cake, what flavor would you be? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, cake flavor. Oh, oh my God. These are funny questions. Uh, I would say chocolate chip. I love <laughs> chocolate chip. <laughs> Yum. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, this is so, it's such a dorky movie because my sisters, I have two younger sisters and we used to watch this like every Christmas we watch it maybe like 10 times. It was the Christmas story. Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's like an old, like old Christmas movie and it's just so funny. And yes, that dorky movie, the Christmas story. I love that. It's so not dorky anyway. (laughs) It's like completely cute and nostalgic. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. If you could travel to any country in the world tomorrow, where would you go? Oh, I really want to go. I love traveling. I've been to lots of different countries. So I've checked off a bunch on my list. Uh, my husband and I, before we had kids, we went to Peru, went to Brazil, went to Argentina, went to Croatia. So there's a lot I've checked off. But right now, I've been really wanting to go to Iceland. Oh, nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. See the Northern Lights. Oh, yes. That would be yeah. lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you could describe yourself with one word, what would it be? Enthusiastic. I love that. That is it for me. They are all my (laughs) questions. Honestly, thank you so much for jumping on. This was such an insightful chat. We had a really great chat over on your podcast as well. So I'm so excited for them both to go live. I think they're going to be super, super, super valuable. Um, But give the audience a little bit of a shout out if they can find you and anything that you've got going on at the moment, just let them know. Yes, this has been awesome, Erin. It's been so good getting to know you from interviewing you for my podcast and now this. So I've been really enjoying being a part of this and I feel like we could talk for hours. hours. But yeah, so I am going to be enrolling the boot camp uh, later on this year uh probably sometime in august or september and so if you're interested and want to add your name to the wait list so that you get uh, notifications about it and special uh, promos for it uh, it's beautyinthevlog.com forward slash bootcamp and you can get all the information there also definitely go to the beauty and the vlog podcast so beautyinthevlog.com and i'm beauty vlog on itunes and stitcher and instagram and everywhere And we have a Facebook group, Beauty in the Vlog, and just Beauty in the Vlog. (laughs) 
Um, I love that. And I will leave, I know you mentioned you had that book as well for finding Mm -hmm. your vision. Um, So I will leave that in the description as well. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you joining us. And I really hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Thank you, Erin. So that is it for today's episode. I really hope that it was helpful for you and that you took away some key information about how you can grow a profitable and memorable personal brand online. If you have not already, I would very much appreciate it if you would leave me a review on iTunes if this podcast helped you in any way. And of course, come hang out with me either on Instagram at Erin May Henry or in the May Collective Facebook group. Now, go out there and become known online.